0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. For anyone who is a regular listener of this podcast, you know that Tyler Trent is a huge part of this podcast. His parents were my first interviews to kick off the podcast last year. Um, Of course, as David Blau so elegantly put it, Tyler Trent was a Boilermaker uh, and he was a friend. And quite frankly, anyone who knew him for more than five seconds would call him the same. So it's only fitting that we, uh, that we do this episode today. Of course, last week on September 7th, Tyler would have turned 22 years old. And September is also Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So again, just makes it extra fitting uh, that we are doing this. Of course, I got the Tyler Trent shirt and the bobblehead there and the wristband, of course, Any way we can honor Tyler is a great thing to do. And of course, shortly after Tyler's passing, uh, Purdue announced the Tyler Trent uh, Courage and Resilience Award, a $5,000 scholarship to students who uh, themselves are battling through resilience or uh, adversity in their pursuit of higher education. Of course, in 2019, the inaugural winner was uh, Sean English. Uh, Shout out to Sean. And then here in June of 2020, Uh, Purdue student Cameron Den got the uh, video call from uh, Purdue President Mitch Daniels announcing that she would be the second recipient. Uh, Cameron and uh, Sean both, of course, have amazing stories of courage and resilience themselves. And with that said, it's my privilege to welcome into this uh, podcast, uh, Cameron, to share her story. Cameron, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you uh, for your time and looking forward to you getting to, to share your story with our listeners.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Well, start off with an easy one. Just kind of let our listeners know a little bit about you. Where are you from, and how did you get to Purdue University?
0: Yeah, um, I'm from Frankfurt, Indiana, so I'm right down the road from Purdue. Uh, That's where I grew up. I was actually born out in Oregon, but we moved here when I was about a year old. I'm currently a senior in marine biology and anthropology at Purdue, but I also have a minor in wildlife science. Um, Purdue is kind of something I was born into, Almost all of my family went to Purdue, and I don't know. I grew up on Purdue, basically. I went to all the Purdue games. My grandpa actually had a little singing Purdue uh, boiler maker Purdue Pete doll, sorry, <laughs> that he would get out um, during the holidays, and we would all play with it. Uh, yeah, so I just really looked forward to coming to Purdue when it was my time to go off to college.
1: That's awesome. You were born and bred to be a Boiler. That's a good, that's a good thing, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well, as I was kind of mentioning in the introduction, you do have, uh, you're the, obviously the Tyler Trent uh, Scholarship Courage and Resilience Award winner for uh, 2020. And you do have an, an amazing uh, story uh, yourself. Can you kind of just share that with your viewers or with our viewers, our listeners? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um, it is slightly long. So just bear with me while I kind of explain it. It's kind of complicated. Take your time. Um, I was born with hip dysplasia and Perthes disease. Both of these things required two major surgeries when I was a kid. And hip dysplasia basically meant that my hip didn't develop properly when I was um, a baby. And Perthes disease meant that um, the blood supply in my hip socket was also cut off. Um, Hip dysplasia is a spectrum. You can have very mild hip instability or very severe. Um, So I fell on the very severe side of all of this. So I had to have a lot of surgeries, um, corrections, and all sorts of doctor's appointments growing up to make sure I was developing normally. Um, But they basically told my parents not to worry and that I would grow up normally with some mild complications here and there. I I would have to restrict a few activities, but I would be normal overall. Um, That's definitely not what happened. (laughs) Um, But when I got to high school, I experienced a lot of issues, medical issues that my doctors didn't really have any answers for. They didn't know what was going on. And I kind of felt like the girl that cried wolf a lot because... I didn't really feel like anyone was listening to me and my pain would be so random that I almost felt like I was going insane basically because I would be fine for a week. And then all of a sudden I'd have insanely terrible pain for the next few days. I would have nerve pain, really deep muscle pain that would keep me up at night. I would have back spasms. I've actually had a few back spasms that have put me on bed rest because they were so severe um, I also had a limp because my right leg the way that my hip developed, my right leg was shorter than my left leg, so all of that combined it was it was a it was a struggle, and especially in high school when you're just trying to fit in you know find out who you are, it's kind of hard to navigate growing up and also navigate medical issues that you don't really know what's going on um, but I had also started swimming around age three. Swimming was something that I fell in love with when I was a kid. It was my thing. My parents couldn't keep me out of the water. Um, but when I hit the end of my sophomore year, I, my race times were getting really bad, and I couldn't push myself the way I had been able to. I mean, I was a pretty avid runner in middle school, too, and I would just limp on by while I was running, and it it was not fun. <laughs> it was a pretty terrible experience. But um, my goal in middle school that I had set was to swim in college, and when I hit my junior year I had the realization this isn't going to happen and I was not only scared for college but I was kind of scared for what the rest of my life would look like since doctors didn't really have any answers Um, but because of all of that I developed some really bad race anxiety and swimming was something that was kind of like a fallback if I had a bad day that was the thing that would make me feel better and it made me feel strong and powerful but then it became a really big source of anxiety and depression because every time I dove into the pool, I knew my times were not gonna be what I wanted them to be. And I guess when I finished up my senior year, um, it wasn't really about me anymore. I tried to stop focusing on myself when I swam. It was about the team and I wanted to be there to set a good example. That's why I didn't quit. I mean, I could have quit my junior year when things started going poorly, but I wanted to show them leadership and humility. I mean, it's a pretty humbling experience to have your teammates, your coaches and visitors watch you swim some of the worst times you've ever had in your life. So it's very humbling. And then, I mean, I wrapped that up and I pretty much saw college as a fresh start. But when I got to college, um, I had longer walking distances, a heavy backpack. I was trying to stay involved. The course load was also a bit heavier, but I mean, I didn't really mind that. <laughs> I was used to it, but uh, the pain was just getting worse because of all of the walking and everything that I was dealing with. But I'm also a very private person, so I don't really like to show people that I'm in pain. It's something I, I tend to keep inside myself <laughs> and bottle up, and then I just keep trying to push through it. But over the holidays, my sophomore year, I ended up tearing a muscle in my hip socket. We still don't know how I did that. It just started randomly hurting one day, and I couldn't walk. Mm. Um, But that was kind of the final straw. I had started searching for a surgeon about a year before that happened, a little over a year before that. And we had tried physical therapy, but that didn't really work. Um, But fortunately, about a month after I tore that muscle in my hip socket, I found my surgeon. He was the sixth doctor I had been referred to during that time span, and he basically told me what was wrong, what other people weren't picking up on, and he also had some of his assistants come in and just explain all the x-rays to me, which hadn't been done for us before, and he was fantastic. He, uh, his name's Dr. Clohissy, and he's in St. Louis, so I want to give him a shout out because he's been awesome, and he performed that surgery on June 28th. In 2019, that was actually my sister's 18th birthday, so I felt really bad. (laughs) But I didn't really have a say in the surgery (laughs) date. Um, It was a complicated operation. I was in there for seven hours. He cut and twisted my femur bone. He dislocated my hip socket, shaved down the ball of my hip because there were bone spurs, like little spikes on it. He reattached the muscle, and then he um, broke and elongated my trochanter bone because It was too long and it was impacting how the angle of my hip socket was, if that makes sense. Um, But none of that hurt because I was on so many pain meds, which was (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Um, I was on crutches for six months, though, like I mentioned, but I did return to campus less than two months after that operation. And I took a full course load. My apartment was on the third floor and I didn't have an elevator. So I was crutching up and downstairs with a broken femur, basically. Um, and I was also involved in three different campus organizations, one of which is Purdue Winterization, which is a large service project that a campus ministry puts on where we go out and help uh, um, elderly and disabled members of the community with yard work every November. And I helped recruit over 1000 volunteers for that. So that was pretty much everything that happened.
1: Wow. Well, that is an amazing story. And if that doesn't say courage, resilience, or perseverance, I don't know what does. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, kudos to you for you know sticking through that. That's a lot to go through, especially starting from a young age or basically from birth and, and doing that for what, 20 years before they finally kind of figured out what was going on. So yeah. Wow. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's something.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that they finally did. And, uh, um, in a way, it sort of has paid off. Uh, in June, this so a year about probably roughly about a year after your surgery, then you get a a video call you weren't expecting from uh, President Daniels at your house. Talk <laughs> about uh, that video call when you come to a computer and see the president of Purdue University on the other end.
0: Yeah. So at first, when I saw that, I was a little nervous because <laughs> I had previously sent an email about the lack of um, campus accessibility or some issues that I encountered. And I was a bit passionate in that email <laughs> <laughs> because I was just, it was something I was experiencing for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe there are people on campus who have to deal with these issues. So I was a little nervous because I had sent him that email and I was like, oh my God, he's going to yell at me or something. <laughs> but was no- was not the case. Um, But it was it was nice. I didn't know why he was calling me because my mom had nominated me for the award, but she didn't tell me that I was nominated or that I had won it. She kept it a secret until President Daniels decided to call me and tell me himself. And it was really nice, you know. Um, I guess in some situations you would just expect like a letter of congratulations but I really appreciated that he took the time out of his day to sit down and talk with me about what I had gone through, um, the scholarship that I had won and what that means to him and the campus. So yeah, I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah. Your reaction. Once he tells you that you, that you've won that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it was, it was a very bittersweet moment because, I mean, I had to deal with a lot the last decade especially, and it was all very mentally and emotionally and physically exhausting. But I've been able to, I guess, put that chapter of my life behind me. And I guess getting that award kind of helped me establish a new chapter and helped me move forward.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. And talk about you, you obviously are on campus at the same time Tyler Trent was getting to follow his story that you know, turned national there in, in 2018. And then getting a, a, a scholarship named after him again, like I said, you've you've gone through some some um, resiliency and some adversity yourself. Talk about just honoring Tyler with that uh, with that scholarship.
0: Yeah, so I mean, Tyler's presence on our campus was just fantastic. He he was super involved, even though he was going through um, cancer and cancer treatments. And I mean, I guess my sophomore year. I mean, I followed his story a lot because, I mean, I was still going through a lot of pain and I kept thinking, wow, if he can do this, I can definitely get through this and I can do it. So being able to receive a scholarship in his name, knowing that he was someone that I looked up to my sophomore year, is it's definitely an honor. So.
1: So cool. Well, I, I uh, was trading some texts with uh, Tony and Kelly, Tyler's parents, last night, and they told me to pass along a congratulations to you on the award. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, they are they are some great people. They raised a, a good boy there, and I got two more, and uh, they're just a great family. And it's mm-hmm. cool to see that Purdue carried on the scholarship. And I'm I'm extremely happy for you that you you won it.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. We'll talk about let's catch people up now. You are you said you're a senior now. marine biology Um, talk about uh, the semester returning to campus and all that funness with uh, uh, the challenges of a pandemic.
0: Yeah I mean for me at least it wasn't too big of a deal that we got put online because most of my college experience hasn't been normal so I'm pretty adaptable at this point just because of everything that I've had to deal with. Um, I actually prefer online learning anyways because I can set my own schedule. So I like it. I know there are a lot of kids who don't like it right now, and I understand that. Um, but yeah, most of my classes are online right now, except for one. I'm taking a dance class to help with my mobility. <laughs> I'm trying to incorporate some of that into my schedule. Um, but I'm not graduating until May of 2022 because I do have two majors and they're in different colleges, so I have to work out all the requirements for each of those. Double duty. (laughs) Yeah, but I like college right now. I mean, I know it's strange, but I like new experiences.
1: As I say, if anybody could handle the adversity and adapting to a a pandemic and the challenges of change, it's you. So (laughs) you've been well prepared for this. Yes. And talk about any other activities. I know some of them are on hold because of the pandemic, but other activities you are involved in on campus. I know you mentioned yeah. one a minute ago.
0: Um, I'm still in the Purdue winterization planning committee. We don't know how that's going to look this year. We're still, it. I mean, it happening kind of depends on whether or not Purdue stays on campus. Um, so we're trying to hold off on planning a lot of that. But it's that itself is going to look completely different too with COVID going on. And then I'm also involved in Ski. It's the student chapter of environmental education. And we do a lot of uh, outreach with local schools to get kids involved in environmental education. I think today I actually have a meeting after this with Ski, and we're gonna help plan uh, nature kits to give to kids at schools. I'm also involved in American Fisheries Society and we deal with a lot of fishing and aquaculture stuff. We watch films, it's a fun time. And I also sing at church on Sundays at a church uh, in Lafayette. And I also take voice lessons. So that's kind of my side passion there. it's not related to my schoolwork.
1: So you pretty much don't get much, much sleep, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine, though. I like being involved. It keeps me sane. That's, that's part of the reason I came back really quickly after my operation. I knew I would go crazy if I stayed at home.
1: Sure. No, that's awesome. That's really great. Um, well, you keep mentioning all these water things. Is that what's in the future after graduation? And if so, what would you love to do?
0: Well, okay. So I have so many career path ideas <laughs> that are kind of floating around in my brain. I mean, I could go study whales or dolphins. I could study coral reefs and go scuba diving and do coral reef research in Hawaii or somewhere. Um, I could also do study primates because of my anthropology major. I actually do um, chimpanzee research with the Department of Anthropology. I get paid now to do that. So that's something I do. Um, I could work in a museum. I mean, those are all the things I'm kind of considering at the moment, but I definitely want to go to grad school first.
1: Cool. Love it, uh, Cameron. Anything (laughs) else you want our listeners uh, to know?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I did want to make a note, I guess, because (laughs) I just... I mean, through my experience, I really want people to understand that even though I was super involved on campus, going through all of this adversity and being on crutches and everything, I don't want my story to be the standard to hold people to, because I just did what was best for me. I like being involved and staying on campus, and I just don't want people to look at someone and think they're not doing enough. I really want to stress that they should be doing what's best for their mental and physical health. So.
1: Cool. Love it. Awesome. Cameron, hey, it's been a a blast having you on the the podcast and getting to getting to know you and let you uh, share your, uh, your amazing story.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been great.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, keep up the good work and good luck this semester on campus. Uh, Stay sane, stay
0: stay healthy and stay safe. All right. Awesome. I'll try you too. (laughs) All right. Boiler up.
1: A reminder you can follow the Full Steam Ahead Podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead Podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.